It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about the love season of life with Tammy Bennett. Thank you, Gavin. We are in studio today, and I am excited. <laughs> Doesn't take much to get me excited these days, but we've got a wonderful uh, program planned for today, and in the studio with me is sweet Miss Kathy. Well, Kathy and is in, that's right, Kathy is in Boise, and hello friends, this is Coach Carrie Brinkater, welcome to Love Talk. Of course, that was Mrs. Evelyn Davison, our first lady of love, introducing the show and welcoming you to this beautiful day, 8 a.m. here on a great Saturday. We are blessed and thankful that you are with us. There's a reason that you're here today, friends. At Love Talk, we are building bridges of mm-hmm. love and leadership and it's just a beautiful time here in texas it's hot um and uh, you know a lot of things going on but we are grateful and thankful that you are here miss evelyn you look beautiful as always great to see you you. our listeners missed you last week while you were on a fantastic grand adventure with your husband we'll get to that in a minute (laughs) before we get to that let's welcome kathy to the show hey kath welcome Hey, Coach Carrie. Hey, Miss Evelyn. It's great to be with you ladies this morning. I will be in studio with you very soon. Um, I'm going to be traveling to Texas, and we're going to be doing some amazing interviews in studio together. You know, Miss Evelyn, it's so hard because we did radio week after week after week in studio together. And mm-hmm. so even though I get to call in on the StreamYard, or I guess it's not calling, it's streaming um sometimes you know it it does feel like i'm right yeah you're kind of left out in the woods Uh. (laughs) i love this technology that our awesome producer gavin has um you know told us about he's an expert in and it's just been it's been a huge blessing to us over Uh this weird 2020 season for sure you know god is so good if we just sit and listen and look and open our hearts and our hands to him Mm -hmm. you know you we see today there is just so much strife, struggling, so many undecisions uh, that need, that have not been covered. Mm-hmm. Looking at uh, so many things with our children in school, yes. you know, just everything seems to be shaking. But there's one thing that doesn't shake, and that's the grace and the rope of hope that comes from the Lord Jesus. Absolutely. Well, Miss Evelyn, our listeners want to know where you went last <laughs> week when Dan whisked you away. Well, we went to Fredericksburg, which is his favorite place in the world. Aww. Went to out, way out in the country out there. They have an estate where it's log cabins kind of in a circle uh-huh. and a wonderful resident, uh, restaurant. So we just kind of took it and had a lot of fun and slept in and, you know, just needed a just needed time alone, I think, as much as anything. Because, you know, when you've been married 69 years. <laughs> oh, Miss Evelyn. Uh, you just uh, take things for granted, I think, sometimes. But it was wonderful. We are happy to be here. And I am so excited about our summer series and about our program today mm-hmm. and where we are in, in this great state of Texas as we are distributing the new book. Uh, that uh, is on the market. And, love uh, talking and love walking. walking. Yes. Because, you know why that's true? Because we are the apple of his eye. Absolutely. Six times in the Old Testament he talks about, we, my people mm-hmm. are the apple of my eye. An apple was very treasurable and very uh, perfect. And uh, so when, when you look at it from that point of view, it's easy to come up with faith, hope, and love. Uh, mm-hmm. So that you have enough left over and that you can um, love those that really need to be loved. Absolutely. And that's so wonderful you is, Miss Kathy. I, you know, we just, I think about you so much off up there in that far country. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I know, Kathy. Far, far away land. <laughs> I know, Kathy, you've had a great week. You've got some family in town this week. Isn't that right? Yeah, my mom and dad came for a visit, and they actually just left. Mom uh, keeps insisting, no, babe, you got to get back to your book. you got to get back to your book. And, Mm. you know, finally I just said, well, Mom, stay a couple extra days and come into the church, and we'll work on it together. And so we had a really great time. So. I, I actually put her to work on a, a few things in the appendix where I needed some scripture references and 
Uh, I mean, it was just, it was so great just being with her, sitting across the table from her, her on her laptop, mine on mine, and we would just banter. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, God is just, I, I think I am learning more from writing this Bible study oh. than anyone can ever hope to learn from it. I mean, it's yes. just amazing. And yesterday I was writing and I wrote, you know, nothing is better than God. And and I thought, you know, with God we have we have hope, we have goodness, we have mercy, we have grace. And I looked at that and I looked at that and I said, you know, we as Christians know the truth that nothing is better than God, but the mm-hmm. world sells the lie that nothing mm-hmm. is better than God. And friends, I'll tell you, when you embrace nothing instead of embracing God, mm-hmm. that comes with hopelessness, uh, loneliness, uh, valuelessness purposelessness and I just think who on this earth would turn from God and embrace nothing Mm -hmm. and so I just you know when I'm writing this study one of the things that I shared with the ladies is hey if you see these things in your life that you're buying the lie that you have no value that you are unwanted that Mm -hmm. you are rejected that you are uh, abandoned you're holding on to, to nothing Mm-hmm. And and that is not what we want. We want to turn and let go of that and, and grab a hold of God and know the truth that nothing's better than God. I mean, God is I, just well, life. Love. I have, God is yes. love. That's the shortest scripture. God is, no, there's one a little bit short. There's two words. Jesus wept. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, well, I've just been learning so much and having such a great time, but um, I did give my mom and dad big hugs on the neck, and, and they took off uh, back for home, but it was great having them out. And actually, uh, today we are heading off to go camping out at the Natural Hot Springs and mm-hmm. do some hiking in the Sawtooth, and I'm hoping that, uh, I, I don't know, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, COVID-19, well, I've got about COVID-10 that I've got to work off. And so <laughs> hiking and getting outside is going to help me with my COVID-10, hopefully. Uh, well, I, you know, it's We're too gonna... hot here in Texas to go hiking in the middle of the day right now. Um, so we know that you are going to enjoy that. Uh, my mom is actually coming to visit this weekend as well. Um, it is the year anniversary of my dad going home to be with mm. Jesus. And so I'm uh, super excited to spend some time with her just thinking about daddy and all the wonderful things you know I've been so blessed I tell you what God is so good this year we did these vision boards and I always thought they were kind of I don't know, hokey Hokey in a way, right? Like, why, why, why do you need to write down your vision for the year? And, um, I, I just thought, okay, I'm going to have my whole family do this because my husband has done it a couple of times through work. And, uh, so the kids did a board and, uh, each one of them did a board and I did a board and I tell you what, it's in my bathroom and I put it on the wall right by the mirror and, um, it's really kept me focused. And one of the things I put on that board back in January was, um, to find my new purpose, right? To find, Ooh. you know, God, okay, you know, I, I, I still get to coach basketball, you know, but it's just in a different way. I love doing radio, but what is the next thing that you have for me? What, if, what, what else do you have for me? Because I love people. I can tell you. <laughs> write a book oh gosh miss evelyn um well uh, maybe that's it um but one well, we... day um i was just sitting in the car and the lord just said carrie you need to go and work with the population of people um that you know like your dad with with mm-hmm. movement disorders like parkinson's mm-hmm. and you know daddy was involved in this boxing club um where they, they it's specifically for parkinson's patients and they they really work on all the things that parkinson's people struggle with so over the last six weeks i have gotten certified to Ooh. teach these classes i've been volunteering i taught my first real class all by myself yesterday um and i absolutely love it. I'm so thrilled to be working with these men and women and sharing um, just something with them that I know I can do, right? I'm a coach at heart. And mm-hmm. so I get to coach. I'm just, And I get to coach a population of people that I absolutely adore. I mean, I could sit and drink coffee um, with these people all day long. I just adore them. 
And so I'm super excited. God is so good. Like you guys said, you know, Miss Evelyn, he's continually giving you new purpose, uh, writing new books. He's continually giving Kathy new purpose. Um, she's writing, you know, this You're Bible study. <laughs> I tell you what, God is just so good. Friends, you know, last week we had an amazing guest on our show, Brian Allered, and he wrote a book, When People Pray, What Happens When Ordinary People Pray to an Extraordinary God. And I tell you what, his testimony was very thought-provoking. He said there is no power in prayer, not one single drop. And what he meant by that statement in his book about prayer mm-hmm. was that we get our power through this relationship with Jesus that comes through prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? And when we get and on praise. our knees, we get on our knees and we and we worship this God who is so worthy, then that is the power right there. And you know what? He was very candid as he talked about how his prayers have not been answered in the mm. way that he would most desire. And so he was very candid as he talked about that, but he, but he continued to say, God is good and God knows mm-hmm. best. God knows best. God has a plan. God has a purpose. And he is worthy of my prayers all the time, every single day. Today in studio, we have a guest who feels the same way about prayer, Miss Evelyn. I know. And you have known this great lady for many, many years. We're so excited, friends, to have Tammy Bennett here on our show. Tammy's been married for over 30 years. She homeschools her three young daughters, and she loves America and is especially patriotic. She's dressed Mm. in a red, white, and blue today, looking absolutely fabulous. Her passion is to inspire others about God and country. In In her spare time, she enjoys doing anything outdoors. Tammy Bennett, welcome to Love Talk. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. Um, you know, just listening to you all and the joy that you have, <laughs> it just it just inspires me. It just makes me want to get up and, and dance and, and rejoice <laughs> and sing. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the story that you just started this new ministry with these people in the wheelchairs or, you know, in the uh, new Dexter. disorders. Mm-hmm. Yes, with um, Parkinson's and different mm-hmm. things. And I thought... That's really being like Jesus because um, he wants us uh, to love our neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we're supposed to love him with all of our heart, mind and soul. But we're supposed to go out and reach out and love our neighbors and love talk and love walk. And, you know, I'm wearing red, white and blue today because I love America. Mm -hmm. And if we could just come together during these hard times um, all the time and love our neighbors and be unified and and teach people and our children patriotic songs mm-hmm. and and take them to places like Vacation Liberty School or or be intentional about loving America. My husband was in the Air Force and he went to 38 countries. Oh my! He would always come back and say America's the best country, mm-hmm. and we just have to be grateful for that. And then then bloom where we're planted because you're planted in this brand new ministry Mm -hmm. with these people so thankful and Mm -hmm. i was sitting here thinking i wish you were my neighbor (laughs) 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 we would just you know (laughs) minister and and i i would just you know so just pour out god's love to other people Mm -hmm. and just you know during these times just be unified um with america and our love for this great country and our founding fathers well you know tammy uh it's one thing to love what you do, uh, but the other thing is to be committed to doing it. You know, oh, I love... Yeah, that's you right, know, Miss Evelyn. Well, to spend your lifetime saying, when I get the money, I'm going to do this, or when I get whatever, or whenever God does this, or whenever my husband does this, when we want to make it more like you're talking about, where you come before the living God, and say, I am reporting for duty. Mm-hmm. I'm reporting mm-hmm. for duty. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, we got a lot to talk about today, Miss Kathy. And I mean, this. Yeah. <laughs> all three of us do for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, friends. When we let me let me give you our key verse for today, and then we're going to hear more from Tammy Bennett and her journey of prayer over the years. Our key verse, Psalm one thirty nine. 13 and 14, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. 
You will not want to miss this, friends, um, about Tammy's amazing journey over these last 30 years of prayer and praise. Some heartbreak, uh, some some tears, uh, but ultimate joy of a relationship with Jesus Christ when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater and Miss Evelyn Davison, the First Lady of Love. And we have an incredible guest with us today, Mrs. Tammy Bennett. And I tell you, she has an incredible story. I, 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 I think I do not know anyone with such a single mm-hmm. miracle um, in her life, something that she had prayed for and received tragedy and continued to pray for, did not give up, and God rewarded her perseverance. And I just, I, I can't wait for Tammy to be able to share this story with everyone. Talk about an incredible novel. I mean, I think a movie could be made about this. <laughs> well, friends, we are in our love series, and talking about love talking and, and love walking, Miss Evelyn's new book, and so we're, we're meeting with people who have incredible stories about their love walk with Jesus Christ. And Miss Evelyn, I know that you have the first question that, that you always love to step into and ask. I know you know the answer to it because you've been friends with, with Tammy for a long time, but I know our listeners probably don't know the answer. Thank you, Kathy. How, how long have we been friends? Well, I was thinking probably about 95. 95. What is that, about 25 years? Yeah. I was thinking it was close to that, measuring the children and uh, all the other things that are going on. Well, you know, we uh, really are tagging the new book that is Love Talking and Love Walking. And the story that you wrote in there is just absolutely brilliant for people <laughs> that are sitting home saying, you know, oh. well, God, just not, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, you don't know that story. Uh, our friends don't know that story, but they will if they get a copy of the book. Yeah, we made our <laughs> thing. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I think the Lord did at the time you needed help uh, he changed the avenue by which you were walking and talking. And uh, we came together and uh, prayed together. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. But, Tammy, um, how did you come to know, and I know your story, how did you come to know that you were lovable and well, that God loved you? Well, Jesus did. We all have a story. And, um, uh, I basically found the Lord when I was eight years old. I got to go to church a handful of times, and there was so much peace, especially with the elderly people in church just coming mm-hmm. and talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that much peace in my home. There had been a lot of alcoholism and divorce. So the handful of times I did go to church, I just remember staring at a stained glass window of Jesus praying at Gethsemane. And I thought, that is real. You know, because my heart hurts and I feel alone and I'm scared in this world. And, you know, God sent his son and his son felt those pain, that pain, too. Um, you know, that song, Because mm-hmm. He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow, you know. Yeah, I know that one. Isn't that a good one? And Jesus, you know, Jesus cried out to his Abba Daddy father and um, wanted that cup to pass from him. But um, bad things happened to him and bad things happened to us. But uh, with God and faith is a mustard seed, we can get through it. But I accepted the Lord at a young age, um, and I just knew he was always present present because of the love of those people in the church and the mm-hmm. peace I felt. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going such a, a root toot in time right now in this nation. Uh, there is a war against the church mm-hmm. with, because of the needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when I was 17, my father died, and I was alone. Um, my mother and stepdad lived in another town, and I came—I just came to realization that God was going to be my Abba Daddy father. Um, my daddy died suddenly, mm-hmm. and uh, but I just always stayed in the church, and I always took myself to church. And I, even though there was a lot of pain and abandonment, I always went to church, and um, through the ups and downs. I came home from, I was going to college and I was working. I came home from work one day and uh, my husband Lance was sitting on the couch and uh, he 
was a godly man. The thing that I found most attractive about him was he actually had a prayer journal. (laughs) And I thought, here's this 23-year-old man that has a prayer journal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a question about this because, you know, this is is what is so interesting to me is that most women... who have grown up in a very broken home with alcoholism and divorce, uh, odds are they are not going to marry uh, a man who has, generally they marry what they know because they're familiar Mm -hmm. with it. And yet God did such a work in your life and, and healed you and brought this incredible man into your life. Tell us, how, how did you meet Lance? Like, how did God even say, hey, 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 Tammy, here's a guy. <laughs> well, uh, my roommate knew him from church, and there was a choir party, and uh, Lance had come to the choir party. And I was not even involved in that particular church. But um, I just came home, and he was sitting on the couch, and God just led me. I was very afraid to get married because of my parents being divorced and my grandparents on both sides being divorced. Mm. But when I was praying on my knees, uh, God told me, I heard an audible, loud voice. I've heard it three mm. times in my life. And this one time said, um, this is my best for you. Mm. And I knew that I knew that I knew that, that my husband Lance was the person for me forever. And we've been married 33 years Aww. now. So, but God gave me the faith to marry him because I was kind of afraid of divorce. And there's a lot of people in our culture um, Mm -hmm. that are afraid of marriage because of, you know, those, those painful things. Wow. You know, it's, it's so interesting, Tammy, you know, same with Brian Allered last week. He says that he has heard God's voice, uh, you know, several times over, over his lifetime in a very clear way. Mm -hmm. And there was no mistaking that mm-hmm. it was God speaking to him through prayer. And I, 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 that is not a coincidence, my friends, that, you know, for the last two weeks, we have prayer warriors on our show that are hearing God's voice. Mm-hmm. And because their relationship is such that they can actually, um, you know, hear God speak to them. So, Tammy, you know, in Miss Evelyn's new book, Love Walking and Love Talking, you write a beautiful story of prayer, sadness, sickness, and surprises. Um, you know, and sometimes we, sometimes we like surprises and sometimes we don't. And for you, um, that has been true in your life as well. When you got married, you and Lance dreamed of having a house full of children. But as the years passed, you begin to think that something was, you know, wrong. You you were not able to have children. After 20 years, 20 years, my friends, you you were still childless, and you questioned and you searched. Do you remember when you went to the doctor and found out that you were in fact infertile? Can you tell us about that experience? I can't exactly remember the very first time because I was told when I was 17 I had a surgery because I had a lot of pain and problems. And Mm. they said, you better get married quick because you're probably never going to be able to have children. Mm. Oh, wow. And I thought, yeah, I thought, I can't believe the doctor's telling me that. And so there definitely was shock. But Mm -hmm. I was still so young that, you know, the yearning, you know, to have a family and children wasn't, you know, strong yet. But um, when I was 40, I remember my Mm. fertility specialist saying, Tammy, you know, it's it. Stop trying. There's absolutely no way. And I said, uh, doctor, it was up in Dallas. I said, doctor, if I, what if by act of God, I were to ever get pregnant? And he said, miscarriage, there is absolutely no way your body will sustain a baby. Oh, wow. And um, so, and I remember crying all the way home in the car. My husband was driving. It was a rainstorm. And I just cried out to God. And and we were trying to adopt, and I would love to adopt even today. And adopting is just the same. You get to have a baby and a person, a relationship to take care of. But there was a death kind of in my mind of my body just not being able, you know, to sustain a child. Mm-hmm. But I kept uh, praying, and I didn't accept what the, the doctors say. We have to accept God's um, God's will for our life. And, and plan. Yes. You and know, doc- he plans these things. Yes, and doctors are in a medical practice, and I love them, and they're great. But the, are the great physician <laughs> says the final word. Mm-hmm. So I do remember the pain of the infertility. And, Tammy, I have, a, I have another question for you because, you know, we always think, okay, well, the doctor tells you you're infertile, and then you pray, and God gives you another answer. And so God 
did give you a surprise that was unexpected. And so after after years of, of infertility and feeling heartbroken, you received uh, some news from your doctor, a diagnosis. What was that? Well, uh, I think I was 38 at about the time, um, 38 when this happened, but uh, I had um, a pain in my left abdomen and my back radiating, and um, the doctor did a biopsy on a spot inside of my left abdomen, and they they called and told me that I had cancer. And my first thought was, oh, no, mm-hmm. but immediately it was God knows, God knows. Mm-hmm. And then I had deep concern for my husband uh, of about 20 years, 19 years. And I thought, you know, oh, no, he's going to be alone. But I thought, no, God will take care of him just like he took care of me when I was alone with my daddy died and, and different things. But, oh, no, God knows. So um, I went to MD Anderson and um, I have a sarcoma that's very, very rare. Fortunately, it's slow growing. Uh, so they do watchful waiting and um, they didn't want to take the tumor out because those things can come back with a vengeance, and mm. they didn't have the technology to remove it properly. But, you know, God is always there because even in the very day that I got my uh, diagnosis of cancer and the C word is just ringing in your mm. ears, and I know many of our friends have had that and their families had that, and, but that very day, Evelyn had a meeting at her house. It had been planned for (laughs) six, eight weeks on the books at least. And I was in fellowship with prayer warriors that laid hands on me, that cried. Jimmy cried tears. Uh, and, And they just said, here's this young woman. She's infertile and now she has cancer and it's just awful. So, um, God puts our Christian family Mm -hmm. and friends and neighbors near us. And I highly recommend to everybody to pray with one another, Mm -hmm. pray with one another on the telephone. Um, If you can't be face to face, especially in these times, but just unite in prayer. God hears that prayer and get on our knees and pray. I didn't realize that it was the same day, you know, that you were in fellowship with Miss Evelyn and Miss Evelyn, you had had cancer by that point mm-hmm. as well. You know, that was uh, such a wonderful uh, get-together. Tea, I think we called it tea. Mm-hmm. I have a round coffee table that was Van's um, family's dining table, and he cut the legs off. And I mean, it's pretty big. It's mm-hmm. got a glass top on it. And, and I have, I collect pictures. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on it I have white teacups and and. Uh, and saucers and teapots and and so I thought you know um, we're going to have tea today we're just you know we'll mm-hmm. take our time to do that well when Tammy got there she wasn't feeling well mm-hmm. and I have a real long couch as well and so I said okay you just get over there and lay down a little <laughs> bit you know <laughs> so it, it was just so uh, different from what we normally did for our prayer time mm-hmm. we had seven or nine people there I guess that mm-hmm. day and uh, so when we got to the point, we uh, saying, what is it that you need in your life mm-hmm. that the Lord has that you want? And what, do you, what are you willing to do? Those were some mm-hmm. of the questions that some of the others asked. Mm-hmm. And so when it came <laughs> uh, to Miss Tammy, uh, Linda Chandler, Dr. Chandler and I, uh, were kind of she was in between us, and so I kind of started it and said, "But Tammy, what is it that you want?" And, and she was very emotional, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I must have asked that question six or eight times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, that? "I want God's will." Uh-huh. I want, and then you kept asking. I said, "Well, I want clear direction." Uh-huh. And then you said, what do you want? Like, what's the desire of your heart? Almost like, you know, when Jesus would ask somebody, do you truly want to be mm-hmm. healed or what do you really want? And I said, I want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I want to be healed of cancer, but I still want to be a mommy. Mm-hmm. And you said just immediately with all the hope, you just said, well, all right, that's what we're going to pray for. I mean, just mm-hmm. matter of fact, and with hope. That's <laughs> what she said, Evelyn. I love that about Evelyn. Uh. Oh, and then I don't know how long it was. Timmy uh, probably remembers. Uh, she 
uh, was sick, you know, and she went to the doctor, and and, and a number of things happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you? Uh, what was it the doctor told you that that really penetrated where you were right then and trusted God? Well, my oncologist told me, uh, this is, you know, years later, I, I had cancer for two years. And um, when I found out uh, I was pregnant, my oncologist was the one that said, Tammy, will you please, you know, sit down. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> And I, I was kind of used to having the cancer by then, and I had what I call easy cancer. My husband said it was not easy, but they were watching that tumor and waiting. And, and um, of course, I hadn't been using birth control or anything for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And, and, and But Tammy's <laughs> never going to get pregnant. But then there's this situation where you have a baby in your belly now, which was a complete shock. But you don't want the growth hormone of the baby to make the cancer grow. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there were you know, concerns it, there. But God took care of all of it. She called me that night after she got back from uh, the meeting that day. And and just giggling and carrying on. And, and I knew she was still sick because I prayed for her and talked to her. And she was just giddy. <laughs> and so I said, Tammy, what is going on? She said, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I said, uh, are you okay? <laughs> now, now, Tammy, let's, let's go back just a little bit. You, you get this, you're 38 years old, you go to the oncologist, and, you know, you have, you have cancer. You ride home with your husband, you're crying in the middle of a rainstorm, and I can just imagine how, how devastated you feel, right, obviously. And then you, you have this prayer time with Miss Evelyn and, and some friends. But, I mean, was there a time that you had cancer before you found out that you were pregnant that you were angry at God? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Um, my initial thought was, oh, no, God knows. But, yes, there was definitely... Uh, serious moments of anger, but I've taken a lot of Bethmore Bible studies mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kay Arthur, and those ladies taught me to be truly honest with God. So I would not just, you know, pray sitting in my bed or or what, you know, pray for dinner or whatever. I would literally go in my prayer closet, sit on the floor, and cry out to Him, and just I would get so mad and say, "God, you've given me this, and and you, you know, and I can't have children, and you know, and." Just so much pain of the desires of my heart not being met and whatever. But I, it's true. If you go in a prayer closet and you're quiet with the Lord and you cry out to him, he, he'll hear our prayers. He hears all of our prayers. But I, I remember my husband knocking on the door and saying, Honey, honey, are you okay in there? You know? And I said, I'm just talking to God. Those ladies <laughs> in my Bible study, they said, they said God will understand, but I hurt so bad and I am so sad and so mad and I can't even stand it. And, you know, and he'd offer me a glass of water and later on he'd say, you know, honey, are, are you sure you should be talking to God like that? <laughs> and I'd say, yes, they say he understands my pain and my fears and my concerns. So mm. that's where my spiritual uh-huh. life even went deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, one of the things that, that uh, I remember uh, succinctly about that was um, you were sick when we were getting ready to pray and, and, uh, uh, we were asking each one, I was asking each one, what is it that we can trust God with in your mm. life? You remember? What is mm. it we can trust? Uh, what is it that, you know, you'd really desire? Mm-hmm. And so when we got Tammy, she said, well, I want to be a mother. And I mm-hmm. said, okay. I, I asked a question, and she said, well, yeah. And then Linda said, what is it you really want? Mm. You want a dog? You want a boy or a girl? <laughs> you know? I mean, she gets deep. I know. And mm-hmm. So finally, Tammy said, I want to be a mother. I want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, folks, there's no problem. You know, that comes from God. Mm-hmm. But when she called me, uh, t- I guess about 10 days later, uh, she called one night about 9 o'clock. She was giggling. Right. She was giggling. <laughs> and said, what's going on? I <laughs> but anyway, and, and so then she told me, and I'm telling you, I dance the trot. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Perfect. But you know, now, that part is so important to know that you hang in there. You believe God. You trust God. You 
become very specific in what you want. Right. Yeah, Kathy, were you going to say something? Yeah, you know, because I, I have a question here because I know this was, I, you know, when I got pregnant, it was like, oh, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. And, I mean, Tammy, I know you were excited, you were giddy, but when you were going to your doctor, he basically said, okay, you, you have this cancer, and it's a slow-growing cancer, and right now it looks like, you know, it this is not going to kill you, but now you're pregnant, and the growth hormone from the baby could just ignite this cancer mm-hmm. and the baby mm-hmm. really your body's not equipped to carry a baby anyway i imagine the oncologist telling you so the baby's going to die no matter what but it could also kill you in the process so uh you need to choose between your life and the baby's life and if you don't choose yours you'll probably lose both i mean i, I imagine that was the advice you're getting but and and i mean i, I can't imagine even being put in that circumstance i it, is that where you were? Is that what you were hearing from your doctors? And, and how did you make that choice? Yes, those are really, really wise questions. Um, I had a, I had a, a, first of all, I'm very, very pro-life. And I had a friend um, in ninth grade, a dear friend, have an abortion. And I, I, I was alongside her with that. It was so very sad. And my heart cries out for all the ladies that have um, been through that um, horrific experience. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I pray for you all and, and care. And God forgives so deeply that um, that there's nothing. I mean, even King David, um, mm-hmm. you know, made huge mistakes and mm-hmm. even committed, you know, murder and things like that face to face. But um, so, you know, the thought of losing a baby or purposely um, ending a pregnancy never came to me. But because um, the MD Anderson doctors were so... Uh, they looked at me and they said um, that I needed to, you know, make a decision regarding when to get the tumor removed. And but it was better for me to leave the tumor in there. And they thought it would not affect the baby. Um, uh, so, I, you know, I just have faith as a mustard seed. And I said, um, they said, you, we will remove this tumor anytime you want. We'll do a spinal and we'll remove this tumor anytime you want, but it's better to leave it in there so that they can find the patterns of the way the weed roots grow. Mm. So later on when they remove it, um, they'll be able to get all of it. So they won't have to fill my abdomen with mesh and take my rib and, you know, all these medical things. Um, but the baby they felt was completely, you know, safe, but mm. there would be discomfort for my abdomen growing with the baby inside and, you know, and things like that and nerves and all that. Well, so it wasn't, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a life um, and it wasn't as much a life and death issue. Um, it's more of a long range, you know, problem. And I did have to think, what if I'm bringing a baby into this world and then the mother does pass away, mm-hmm. you know, but God just gave me, you know, faith. And I remember so many times coming home from MD Anderson after getting a scan and, and thinking, I love, you know, what I love. I got a good report this time. The tumor hasn't grown, mm-hmm. you know, and and they, of course, started scanning me and watching me more once I had a baby in there. Mm-hmm. They were really watching us. But I thought I had to come to the conclusion. I love God. For who he is mm-hmm. and not what he does. So if I just got a bad report on the way home, you know, and I'm driving back to my house with my husband, or if I got a good report, mm-hmm. um, I love him just, I love God just the same for who he is. And we all do get bad reports at times. And of course, that was a bad report. Mm-hmm. But whose report are we going to believe? You know, we shall believe the report of the Lord. And he He has a plan for me and I have to um believe his plan but those are great questions Kathy yeah it really was not a life or death issue with the baby because since the cancer was not in my blood or directly in my organs it was more um, of what pain am I going to have to suffer in my mm-hmm. body and in the future it could be you know bad and worse if they can never get this cancer out of my body so. Mm-hmm. and so how did how did Lance feel about this telling your husband you know, we're going to bring a baby into this world and, and, and I could actually die of cancer and you're going to be a single dad. Uh, he has a very strong faith. He just, he loves the Lord. He's oh, always he's been wonderful. cared about missions and he's always, he's just a man of prayer and he, he teaches, you know, things, godly principles in his business and he loves Jesus. So I think he just hung on and he did look at me very longingly. Um, after I got cancer, I remember waking up or and him just looking at me and I could tell, you know, mm. he was 
not wanting to, me to disappear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kathy, we're going we're gonna to head to break real fast, and when we get back, we'll hear more from uh, Tammy and Kathy and Miss Evelyn. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful story, friends. There's more to this story. You just cannot even believe it. It is God's hand on this life and these lives. I tell you what, it's absolutely amazing. You'll want to hear more from Tammy Bennett when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy and DeBrock. You have found Love Talk. In studio is Coach Carrie Brinkater and the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. We have an incredible program, friends. And Tammy Bennett is sharing her story of miracles and relationship and overcoming and healing and just the impossible um, becoming possible with a mustard seed of faith. Friends, if you have missed the last, uh, the first two segments of our program, I would encourage you to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and pull up the program and listen to the full program. It's just an incredible testimony of God's faithfulness and uh, how to persevere, how to be honest with God and de- develop that intimate relationship with him. So, Tammy, I I know there's a, a small part of your story that we have jumped over that I think is so important because, you know, we it's it's important to listen to those that, that God has placed in authority in your life. And at one point you were um you were really told look you you need a hysterectomy and so you had scheduled uh, a hysterectomy and, and so can you walk us through what happened before you ever ever found out you had gotten pregnant and and you knew that you had this cancer can you walk us through what happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well we danced around a little bit on the timeline here and I'm a little sorry for that but um when I did turn 40 and I got my final diagnosis. There's absolutely no way I could have a baby. Uh, I start. I said, okay, I will get a hysterectomy because I had a lot of issues. Um, and I made an appointment with a local doctor here, a surgeon. And the day before the appointment for the consultation, the doctor had a family emergency and canceled my consulta- consultation. That was in October. And then in November, I had made, oh, I thought, oh, God's sending me to a different doctor. So I picked a different doctor. And um, in November, same thing happened. The day before that appointment, the doctor called and had a um, an emergency surgery. And they canceled my consultation for a hysterectomy. And then in January... Um, same exact thing happened. I had picked a different doctor. And I was just saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do? But when that, when the second doctor called and canceled, I thought, God might be up to something. <laughs> but in, um, it was, I'm sorry, October, November, and December, those three months, every single time the doctor called and canceled me and my appointment. And then in January is when the oncologist called and told me I was pregnant. And my husband, it was in the early in the morning. He was still at home. And um, I ran and got ice cream out of the freezer. And I said, we have to celebrate because ice cream's happy food. And he called work. And he said, I'm not going in today. Um, I'm going to take you for a steak dinner. We're going to kill the fatted calf, you know, and celebrate. <laughs> just like when the prodigal comes home. And But both him and I knew. We really believed we were walking slowly with our hearts because we knew that um, we could lose, you know, the baby, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't happen. And then uh, all the whole pregnancy uh, went very, very well. And um, then uh, one year after Marin Gloria, Marin means longed for, by the way, um, Marin was born. Then one year, uh, on her first birthday, I found out I was pregnant again. Oh, my stars. Absolute <laughs> shock. Like my body and God just opened the floodgates. And we named this baby uh, Naomi Grace. Mm-hmm. And this was actually my happiest pregnancy because I knew that I knew that I could have a baby. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> afraid of miscarriage. Uh-huh. And then, um, uh, but I, I got a lot of scans and the doctors watched me and I'm very grateful for doctors. But I do want to say, I remember being at MD Anderson and they were going to give me an MRI. And it was late at night. And it was, you know, dark outside. Those those people run those machines and try to help people, you know, all hours of the day. And I remember being alone in one of those little robes. And, you know, my husband's 
way down in another waiting room and I'm in a waiting room and, and I just thought, Lord, you know, thank you for taking care of me, but I am scared and I want this results mm-hmm. to come back well and, and whatnot. And Lord, if you could just hold me in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. like your word says, and just give me faith because I'm feeling weak again right now mm-hmm. and feeling scared again and really cold in those goofy nightgowns. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what, this is how good our God is. When I was done praying, I picked up a magazine next to me, and I opened it up, and there, the first page I opened, smack dab in the middle, was a farmer, and he was holding his palms, both of them out, and there was a little live baby hummingbird in the palms of his hands. And I just, you know, I said, Lord, you got this. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say, no matter what your trial or your struggle is, because we all have our testimonies that are ours with God, is just trust him every day in the little things and talk to him because he is there and he is in the details. And another funny thing is he keeps flashing me 832 on my clock um, and my microwaves and all this. And um, and it's you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm. 832, John 832. And I remember when I finally went down to get that tumor removed after having it in my body almost seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I the night before I we went to the hospital, I was checked into the hotel and I sat down. The microwave said 832. What? And I thought, Lord, you keep giving me these 832s. I love it. Not kidding. This morning. When I uh, said, oh, I better get on the road. What time is it? And I ran in my bedroom. The clock said 832. 8.32. So he gave me the words to say today. Mm-hmm. But he will be in the details. And he'll mm-hmm. show up. Wow. So after Naomi came mm-hmm. Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Miss <laughs> Sunshine Noel. So after the tumor uh, was removed, my doctor said, you know, I don't, I don't know that you're... Your abdomen was too compromised. If you get ever get pregnant again, um, then, you know, it should be okay. And I thought, yeah, right. I had a baby at 41. I had a baby at 42. There's no way I'm 46 now I'm going to have a baby. And <laughs> But my doctor said, you know, you could, you know, I think we can get through it mm-hmm. even after the tumor removal. And, and I just remember that ringing in my ears. And sure, shooting, we have a Noel Joy. I was almost 47 when I had her, and um, she's just our joy, joy, means mm-hmm. gift. So, And I'll say this, too, that um, the day I found out that I had cancer, the Bible reading was uh, Noah and the rainbow, and it said, be fruitful and multiply, and it talked about God's mm-hmm. promise. And the day that Mary and Gloria was born, there was a drought. It was um, 2008. There was a drought, and the ground was so dry and uh but anyway there was a rainbow out the window mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Marin was born and it was on the front page of the georgetown newspaper mm-hmm. and then um god gave us the rainbow when noel was born the same day not out the hospital window but on the way home and then when the tumor re- was removed lance said hey look out this window and i and i and i you know when i got up and out after surgery and uh sure shoot and there was another rainbow so anyway, um, God is faithful. He can be trusted. He is real and he is right. Day by day, moment by moment, he will be by our side. We just have to ask him. He stands at the door and knocks. He's a gentleman. We just have to always open that door and let him in. Mm. Well, wow. you know, it is exciting to to hear your story, Tammy. Um, and it is so touching because we've walked through it with you and so mm-hmm. many have. Mm-hmm. And I, t- you know, I love Miss Noel. <laughs> <laughs> she's your personality, Evelyn. Uh, she, she is sanguine. Uh, she's she's sanguine. sanguine. Yes, and uh, the other two are very choleric, melancholy, very brilliant children. Mm-hmm. You're singers. I, They're singers. Yes, I'm absolutely uh, amazed. Uh, and see that brings up a little bit of jealousy because I don't have a daughter. <laughs> you have grown daughters now, Miss Evelyn. You have grown daughters. But, you know, this has been exciting today uh, as we have covered uh, a beautiful expression of what God does when we take our hearts and our, and our health uh, and our health to him. And uh, thank you so much for coming. It's just, uh, it, it's it's I, truly my pleasure to share what our Abadadi father can do 
for us when we talk yeah. to him. And uh, I do want to mention, I did have two in diapers on Lance's and our 25th wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh, my stars. Um, sorry, my husband and I up. are about to celebrate our 25th anniversary, and I can't imagine having two in diapers, but what a blessing. You know, friends, as we wrap up the show today, I have to tell you what I'm what I'm feeling as I sit in this studio with two women who love Jesus with all their hearts. Here's what I'll tell you. I've been on the verge of tears almost this whole show because when you are wrapped in the love of Jesus, extraordinary things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He hears our prayers. And if you listen, over the last two weeks, to people cry out to God with their grief, their anger, their hurts, their fears. Friends, that's being real. Mm-hmm. That's taking everything that you have in your being and giving it to the person who created you. Saying, you know what, God? I don't get this. I don't understand this. I'm a little bit angry. But I know you have a plan for my life. And I continue to trust you because you know what? You are worthy. You are worthy of my trust. Because you have proven over and over and over again for thousands of years that you are worthy. Mm-hmm. You hear me, God. Mm-hmm. You may not always answer in the way that I want, but what do I know? I'm a speck of dust, and you are the creator. So, Lord, hear this, and Lord, just give me peace about this situation because I don't know what else to do. Tammy calls it eating carpet. How she would go in her prayer closet and she would eat carpet with her prayers to God as she cried out to Him. Friends, get you some friends like these people because i know uh, i have some very good friends that are that are really good friends with tammy and she is an encourager and she is a delight just like miss evelyn you know they are encouragers they are delights to be around because they can lift you up and they can show you the face of the father Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to reach Tammy, you can call her at 512-567-6812. And she will just walk with you as a friend. Friends, we love you here on Love Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkgater from Ms. Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. We'll see you next time.